What if we start an acapella group? Oh. Sledge Lords. 11. Danny and Adam start an acapella group. Barbershop Quartet. But Oh, yeah, that, that was an acapella group. That's a, that's a type of acapella group. But we're only doing Hanson. My knowledge of barbershop quartets begins and ends with the B sharps from The Simpsons. I saw that one, too. That's yeah. all I know about him. I, well, wait, are you not like a really like hardcore Simpsons fan? Are you not really deep in the Simpsonverse? Yeah. Because if so, well, you can't be friends well, anymore. No, no I just want to know, like, what's your level of engagement with The Simpsons? I went back and reviewed the 90s Simpsons, the golden yeah. age of Simpsons, to have my comedy knowledge filled out. I, I've seen like a chart of all the episodes of The Simpsons, and it's like, I think it's the first two seasons or three, I forget, but it's like, there's a big chunk that sucks, mm. and then there's six, I think, seasons that are good, and then it's garbage. Yes. And and I always remember it, the one about the tobacco, it's like, they make like a combination tobacco and tomato. It sounds tough as a comedy pre- premise here. Even as a kid, mm-hmm. like like the difference between these episodes is something that I feel in my bones mm-hmm. that there are good seasons and then there's the rest of it. And the rest of it is terrible. The rest of it is a show I hate. Yeah. And these six seasons are a show I love. And I will always remember, even as like an eleven-year-old, yeah. seeing the Tamako episode and being like, this is, "It's over." Even at eleven years old, they couldn't slip it by Adam. They're, Don't act like a hardcore Simpsons fan. You have, if you didn't live through the period of like watching it live on TV and watching it start to suck, then you have not lived my pain. I'm not as old as you, dude. I, know. I, I know the actual golden age, though. It's considered seasons four through nine. And if it seems like I'm being at all disrespectful right now, it's because you're wearing a Danny Mullen NFT shirt. I remember grand. thinking about buying 20 grand, it. grand, dude. I thought about buying it when, I, when you originally announced these. My merch? Isn't it like Hitler wrestling a bear or something? This, this one is actually a humpback whale shitting on Hitler. Get it right, mm. and I'll still sell you this off my back <laughs> at an upcharge in the parking lot. If you give me a I'll give it to you for free. Well, <clears throat> you kind of uh, predicted the resurgence in anti-Semitism that would be taking this country by storm. It's like Beatlemania out here. I thought you were going to say... so. <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me that I was an innovator and that I called out the horse of NFTs before anybody else did, but it's always got to come back to you're a racist little white boy, aren't you, Danny? So it's got to come back to that. Yeah, you deserve that, Cobb. Preferably. I'm, I'm glad that inhale went down dirty. Yeah, preferably. You're not going to mention the hole in my head? I don't even feel bad. <laughs> That's for you bullying me on this podcast. Think That's about cosmic all, retribution. Think about what happened in World War II. Probably a lot of holes and a lot of heads. This is really nothing in comparison. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, you're not a part of the greatest generation. Uh, fine. I'm glad that you're not asking me to explain it because that's like one less place I'm going to explain it. Yeah, you fucking, it was a wet floor. You were playing with your baby. You got excited. You fell and smacked your face on a bathtub. Roly poly. There you go. And no, and I'm going to end up talking about it tomorrow and there's going to be a Vlad clip of me talking about it. So it's probably enough. Vlad, you kept texting me. You were like, hey, daddy, <laughs> I'm going to be about 30 minutes late. Dot, 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 dot. He actually put that in there. I'm interviewing Vlad. No, I was getting interviewed by Vlad. And I was just like, some Armenian dude, some Russian off the street, put he's, a mic. I don't know who this he's, guy he's is. He's like a Russian Jew. Is he famous? Is he talented? He's got the biggest uh, rap interview channel. I disagree. I think that's you. Well, I'm I, up there, but he's arguably, I mean, he gets more views, I would say. I've never heard of him. And that's a problem. 
Yeah. But, I mean, that's a score for Adam. If you check out his channel, you're going to think A, I've watched a lot of these videos before, and B, how the fuck did I not? How was I not cognizant of this guy? DJ Vlad. Oh, he's a DJ? Every person watching this, pretty much, or at least every person that came from the No Jumper side of the universe knows who he is. He's not a DJ. He used to be a DJ. He's just like an old white dude who interviews rappers and gangsters and all, a lot of famous But he people. still has a DJ in his title. That's like Dr. Jill Biden, even though he's a community college professor. Well, there's a lot of fake DJ academics is not really DJing anything. Oh, you probably don't know who that is either. DJ academics? Yeah. Oh, I hate him the most. He's like a fake DJ and a fake doctor. <laughs> a fake academic. I'm going to start a beef with that dude. Nobody ever mentions that. Everyone's like, you're not a DJ. No one ever says you're not an academic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely not. That's another thing. Remember when James Franco was like going around and he was at Yale, then he got his PhD at Harvard, then he was at UCLA. Uh, anybody pretending to be something they're not, like like me, okay, Danny Mullen, <laughs> like me, like me. I just... But what was that? Why was he going to college? And like like I remember reading articles that were just like James Franco's the best person ever because he's a famous actor and he's also going to Harvard. And I'm just sitting there thinking like he's obviously just doing it to get pussy right yep and then it comes out that he's a creep i don't even remember the exact details i know probably cap he's probably innocent i, I don't know i know but it all you do okay I'm, but i'm deep on this one and i'm not like uh, probably, i probably i i remember seeing him in movies and stuff but i'm like vaguely familiar with who the fuck this guy is so it, the thing about him that just pissed me off was at that point in my life when he had his big academic pussy getting thing <laughs> and it was also the peak of his hollywood fame too i was at ucla and I had busted my hump, hump in community college competing with a bunch of other numbskulls to get into UCLA. I had an awful GPA in high school. I purely just went through community college, got there, and I put – dude, the first day I got my acceptance letter, I had UCLA in my bio on Facebook. Mm. I changed my email to dmullen at ucla.edu. I was so proud. And then once I got to UCLA, not only was James Franco out there one-upping me with regard to his academic pedigree. But how are but, you going to get pussy when he's trotting his ass around here? Listen, dude. Handsome millionaire fuck. Dude, he, you are saying that in jest. Like, oh, he's fucking with your pussy? <laughs> no, there I was guarantee a, there it was would, a chick. Yeah. Her name started with an A. She went to UCLA. I Anal went to princess. <laughs> she okay. went there, too. She went there, too. <laughs> okay. I'm talking about this girl's Christian name. Right. She went to UCLA and... I went on a date party with her. Nothing more Christian than anal. Keep going. I agreed. Yeah, yeah. It's it's beautiful. I fingered this girl, Adam 22. With James uh, Franco's he, hand? <laughs> like held his hand? I would have done that. <laughs> I would absolutely manipulate any A-lister's fist right. while it pleasured a woman. I'm gonna, I, I, wanna, I have a thing about fingering I, after dude, this. I, 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 ping I, me about fingering in about 30 seconds. I'll ping you. Okay. Maybe but, Josh but then what happened? throw a bottle cap. James Franco right. fingered her after? No, no. I fucking fingered her on the bus, you bastard. Mm. And I tried to get her because after the date party, the bus pulls up in front of the frat house, or excuse me, in front of the sorority houses first, and then it goes over to the frat houses. They're segregated at UCLA. And the move is once the bus pulls up in front of the sorority houses – you got to talk the girl into not getting off and going back to her sorority and coming across campus into the Beta Theta Pi house. Mm. Well, I, with my fingers still glistening from her bodily juices, Adam. <sighs> glistening. You're painting a picture. Oh, we, you could smell it. This is smell a vision. Smell it in the room. Yeah, if you have a really good TV, you could smell it. <laughs> if you have a really good hot Wi-Fi connection, <laughs> I try. I tried to get her in. She says no, no, no. I can't. And goes up and goes into the house. And I, 
I console myself saying like, hey, you know, you, you, you planted the seed. Maybe next weekend you're going to be able to get her to come by and have some shots and then you're going to be able to seal the deal. But she stopped. She started becoming scarce during that week. Mm. She wouldn't respond to my texts. <gasps> she didn't come over to our Thursday night party. And I hear from one of her friends in Kappa Kappa Gamma that she's been seeing James Franco. He took the pussy right out from under you. And then I eventually saw a photo that she posted. I mean, what a cunty move to post this to her Instagram. It was her and James Franco in a parking lot hugging. And I think the caption was something evasive where she didn't want to come right out and say, I fucked James Franco. (laughs) Ha ha ha. Deal with that, you other sorority sluts. The caption was something like study sessions at Reber Hall are the best with company. Like making it like it's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like it's just a regular guy. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, she's fucked either way in that situation because if that's a chick that I know, I am scorning her and looking down upon her if she says anything that in any way draws attention to the fact that this is a famous rich guy. And I'm also scorning her in another way if she doesn't mention it at all, if she just acts like he's a normal guy. Or if she makes a little cheeky joke about it, tries to make it like it's not a big deal, boom, I'm also judging you. I hate you for all these things. The best. I wish I never fingered you. If I could take it back. Of all those options, though, the best one is to own it. Be like, yeah, guys, I'm coming out and saying it. I did have sex with James Franco. I'd be happy to tell you about the experience. His cock was average sized. <laughs> Write a whole Google Doc about it. No, all right. This is my thing. Fingering. I once had my heart broken by a girl who basically fell into the arms of someone who was objectively wealthier and more famous than me. Can you can you say the name? Oh, I wish I could divulge these details. No. How um, big is it? On the James Franco scale, above or below? Below. How much farther below? Quite a bit below. Oh. But still, <laughs> pretty significant. Okay. So Higher or lower than you right now? Um, Financially, maybe lower, but fame-wise and belovedness, probably higher. But there's a lot of different types of fame. Adam's richer, baby. Whatever. Adam's richer than this mother. This, this bitch was fully, like, dating me and dating this other guy and, like, lying. T- like, I was picking up on the scent because I'm, like, you know, seeing Instagram comments or tweets or whatever it might have been at the time. I'm, like, picking up little things that are making me think, oh, you're fucking this guy. Ralph Macchio. And so I'm hitting her up, and she's acting like I'm being a psychotic, evil jealous boyfriend by asking her like what's up with this comment what's up with this tweet when it turns boyfriend. out she's fully fucking dating the guy while she's dating me when you say dating though how long have you been dating her a few months you had the talk that it was supposed to be official yeah mm. and let me the, i say all that to say when you get your bitch took by a dude mm. who's more famous than you, who's who's richer than you, whatever Bigger status, cock. who knows? Lord knows. Better when poker head. When their status is higher than yours, that shit hits different. I know. Way different. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Is that in my future? I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying that it, it, it hits different and it hit different. And, uh, you know, like getting your, your chick took by a regular guy probably hurts in a different, unique way. But anyway, back to fingering. I how out of the ordinary do you think this is? I remember at one point I'm like 13 and there's a girl and I'm doing a lot of fingering and 
I'm like, on her or just in general at 13? On her, on her mostly, but you know, I'm fingering anyone I could finger at that time. At 13? Know? At 13, yeah. I'm on a fingering Jesus, mission, bro. No, you weren't fingering at 13? No woman would have let me within a thousand yards of her pussy at 13. Damn, okay. Well, maybe I'm exaggerating. Maybe I was like 14. But either way, That's different. I'm fingering. And this girl, like, I just remember one time I'm like sitting with her on the steps of her house and my friend is sitting next to us. And for some reason, I'm like fingering her while we're sitting on the steps. And then she gets up to walk inside to talk to her mom or some shit. And the first thing I do is to my friend just and just put it under his nose and he just <laughs> and it's like Looney Tunes. I, but I feel like <laughs> if you did that now, that there that would be like grounds for somebody like canceling you on TikTok. Like, couldn't you imagine like one of these TikTok girls just fully like saying that a dude did that to her. Sure. Lil Huddy showed shared my vaginal scent with someone from his TikTok house. Yeah. And it's just like boom, canceled. Done. I will never dance with you again. Done. It's I didn't know. It's just as bad as pulling the uh, what's the move where you bang a chick and then you go around to the window and your buddy comes into the room and starts banging her and then you wave. <laughs> you know that move? Wait, 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 the window? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called the... You the, go out the window. The Invisible Man, the Superman, <laughs> the Disappearing Act. It's got a name. You have to go outside or it's not funny. But you know people people get in trouble for like stealthing now? Yeah. Where you like take the condom off yeah. and you fuck them with your non-condom dick without them noticing yeah, or whatever. Yeah. To have your friend come in and start banging her, that's like the ultimate stealth. <sighs> <laughs> so stealth that it's Ooh. a different dude. Ooh. What kind of state would this girl have to be in in order to like have a guy leave and another guy come in and have her not notice? I, I, it's unbelievable. It sounds like rape. And it, it is rape. I mean, it's if, absolutely if, textbook if she, rape. If she's so stupid or so like out of touch with what's going on in the world that she doesn't notice you going out the window, she's, <laughs> the, she's not capable of making the decision to consent. I, I think you go. The idea is you go through the hallway into the living room and then out the slider maybe, and mm. then you circle around and you jump, hey, hey, look at me, look at me, while your buddy's going to town. It sounds like I'm advocating this right now. I'm not, nor am I advocating stealthing, which I don't understand because when I was in Have my sexual prime, I stealthed a couple of girls. Let's be yeah, real. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's be, be real, real, man. Let's stealth some chicks. I up, would dude. never, like if I was still on the dating market now, I would never do it. But definitely when they are canceling people for stealthing, I'm like thinking through my role of sexual experiences of like oh yeah that might have happened and i definitely had no idea it was considered that bad i want to clarify you're gonna think i'm a pussy because of this i was joking i've never stealthed the chick <laughs> and maybe yeah, i was joking too I did, <laughs> yeah adam's like oh daddy's done it yeah fuck it i've definitely done that shit the reason i didn't stealth though is because i was so I was terrified never wore a condom. i was it terrified of babies i i wore a lot of condoms until my like senior year of college and by then just chicks didn't care about wearing condoms so there were i i don't think i ever encountered a girl who was like i'll fuck you but you have to wear a condom i felt like that was like almost every girl i fucked for the beginning period of my life well, or maybe it was me also insisting on the condom because i grew, again i grew up thinking that like i was just gonna get aids yeah at any given moment it, like it probably didn't help that you rolled up on a flying fortress bmx bike remember those <laughs> yeah you rolled up on one of those you had like a paper clip through your nose in a Slipknot t-shirt, and they're like, this guy is syphilis personified. No, He's th wearing a condom. There's a period of your life where girls are perfectly happy to have sex with you when you're riding a bicycle, and then there's the rest of your life 
where it takes a little bit of explaining. Yeah. Or like for sure girls will fuck with it, but they'll like be kind of laughing at it. Like, why are you riding this little bike? What's that cutoff? I'm going to be honest with you. I think the age where it stops being normal to meet a girl at the skate park is probably like 16. Maybe there are some different types of skate parks out there, but like pretty much like, I don't know if I've ever seen like an adult woman at the skate park. It's pretty much just like, because there's so many kids in general at the skate park and like grown women just do not go to the skate park. If you want to meet a woman at a skate park as an adult, you got to go for one of the <laughs> just moms like the worst who's idea. planning her kid's scooter party. Yeah, yeah. If there's a scooter party, there's going to be a hot mom somewhere. But when you're in your like early 20s, that's like the dead zone where it's all like little girls and then moms that are like probably too old to talk to you. So yeah. like you're, there's no sex to be had at the skate park. Realistically, yeah. there's just no sex to be had at the skate park for almost everybody in general. But then you start to get older. If you're still going to the skate park at 35, yeah. all of a sudden there's hella moms you could talk to. Yeah, that's a good oh, point. I, I haven't really had to divulge into that but yeah absolutely you know especially if you're tearing it up like i mean if you're throwing blunt slides down the fun box hubba and you injure their kid that's a great conversation starter maybe because you got to get blasted air their kid rolls in on their razor scooter Mm -hmm. maybe you could have swerved out of the way but you choose not to you're driving her kid to the hospital to deal with the concussion you play the hero role what could be a better time to start a convo with the mom you know what are you into if, if you want to talk about this, I know this must be traumatizing. <laughs> we can go pick up a bottle of Chardonnay. We can we can just we can talk. Talk about I'll your stay, kid's concussion. If you want, I'll stay in the hospital parking lot with you all night, and then something happens. Yeah, I like how when you said you get some air, you did a little. What's that called? It's not a full bar spin. It's a half. It's actually like picture a tabletop is when you like go up in the air and you make your bike flat, and then an invert is where you go beyond tabletop and you make your bike like upside down next to you could i ever even consider doing that trick in a million years no oh i got something to talk about i voted for the first time in my life yesterday yeah how was that (sighs) stressful dude yeah so you just went straight down the republican ticket (laughs) i didn't vote and i'm not gonna vote i i jogged to the place first of all it's down the street from my house i come in covered in sweat (laughs) in my workout clothes and when I see the location to vote, I just see a little a little spot on the map. I don't they don't tell you anything about it, who's there, what it is. It is an all black church. <laughs> and I roll in and already I'm pretty insecure, like, oh boy. They're gonna be thinking, there's one for Caruso. Right. One more ballot to rip in half after this white ass leaves. <laughs> so right away I'm like, okay, my my vote's not gonna count here. And I play it cool, though, because I'm like, you know, my hair is kind of long. Maybe they think I was wearing a Velvet Underground shirt. Maybe they think I'm one of those guilty white liberal you dudes. You do. You look like you have white guilt oozing out of your pores. Now, I know that you don't, but. <laughs> <laughs> Other people yeah. might be under that impression. You look like you work at the Daily Beast. I don't even The Daily Beast? Is that Flacco's favorite website? No, it's a very liberal one. But okay. Okay. Go. Sorry. Go. I thought, so, so you go in. You've, you've cast your vote for Ron DeSantis. They say, sir, that he's not running. <laughs> you, you don't have any jurisdiction over Florida elections. I'm sorry. I roll in there, though. And, of course, there's a big hullabaloo about my voting registration because I registered on a whim when I was in college. And I, it was in my old address, so they had to look that up. And the whole time we're spending looking up my old address, it finally comes up, and boom, my information pops up on a huge screen that's on the desk. It says, Danny Mullen, Republican. 
<laughs> and I'm like, fucking God. <coughs> so already I start getting sideways glances. And then they put me at the stall where the screen is plainly visible, visible to 15 black people. Uh-huh. And... You know, that's an assumption on my part that black people tend to be more liberal. It was also a church. Well, it's a fact that they tend to be more liberal. What about the Christian ones? Because it was a church. Well, that's a good point, I guess, yeah. I didn't know where they stood. They were all pretty nice to me openly after they saw that I was a Republican. But then going down the ticket, I did have to choose a strategy. Do I go pure Republican? Do I go pure fucking Daily Wire and just choose red? Try to get that red wave going? I don't know one single person on the ballot, so I'm probably just going to have to go party affiliation. Well, there's Rick Caruso for okay. mayor of Los Angeles. Well, I know, yeah. That's the biggest issue, and that's the one I wanted to vote on. You want the the progressive mayor out? Is there a progressive mayor? I don't even know who the fucking mayor is. I, I guess so. The mayor yeah. is <laughs> and I don't think they do either. I don't think we should talk about any of these people by name. We just need to talk about them like warring clans. Yeah, no, they basically are. Yeah. And I'm just such a tr- an easily influenced tribal little fuck. I'm just like, oh, that guy says he's going to be tough on crime and homelessness. I'm going to vote for him. It's not like my vote is all well thought out and researched. <laughs> but my strategy, because once I got past voting for Rick Caruso, I had nothing. And there were, I think, 57 other items I had to vote on. So my strategy was... Because not only does it tell you their party affiliation, it tells you what their previous occupation was before getting into politics. I voted for anybody who had a more practical first job, and I voted for anybody who was Asian. So you're just sort of bouncing all over the place on here? Yeah. And is that like an anti-affirmative uh, uh, action policy of yours? The you're Asian? Help, help the Asians out well, since no, Harvard's punishing them? I, maybe. Maybe it was some of that subconsciously. But, I mean, let's. do you have any Asian employees in here? You should really get some. Yeah. We do. Is Bossa Nova Asian? That's a good point. Yes, I didn't even think of that. I I thought he could be Latino. I hear Asian, and I just think of the more traditional Asian varieties. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you think of um, we we had an Asian. What happened to the Asian? That's complicated. Um, But okay, I want to say that the only time I ever voted in real life was for Hillary Clinton. God bless her soul, Big Hill. Oh yeah. And uh, it was in downtown LA. And I think it was probably mostly black people running the the scene there, from mm-hmm. what I recall. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I, I don't remember thinking about what they were thinking of me, though. Especially since I didn't have my my vote sort of broadcast to uh-huh. the room or anything like that. And you also look like you gang raped a black guy in prison. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Um, but yeah, Boring voting in lunch. the middle of Skid Row yeah. for a Democrat. Just kind of being like, yeah, I want, I want more of this. Yeah, yeah. it's now, tough. What, what the fuck are the Republicans going to do to get rid of thirty thousand homeless people in Skid Row? It's true. I mean, Nothing. what can any politician do? I don't know. It seems to work in cycles, though. I've heard from Adam Carolla, one of my heroes, a guy who's lived in L.A. all of his life. He says this is how it works. We get really sentimental and bushy-tailed, and we start giving money to people for shooting heroin on the streets, and we start talking about racial justice, and we stop locking people up. And then people start to realize that, hey, uh, my five-year-old stepped on a heroin needle while playing on the beach. We need to clean this up a little bit. And that sentiment snowballs into a really hardcore Republican coming into office or a Republican masquerading as a Democrat like we got right now with Caruso. They go tough on crime. They clean up the streets. We have 10 years of peace and prosperity. And then we get sensitive again. Right. Are they really going to clean up the streets this quick? I feel like everybody was so like, like, do you think that the the open drug policies that they have up in Portland and stuff like 
you're hearing that like Portland might go Republican in some of their uh, local offices and stuff yeah. because it's so fucked up. Yeah. So it's so crazy to see the sort of pendulum swinging back so quickly. And yeah, it's like if the Democrats get absolutely fucked in this election, which when is it tomorrow? Tomorrow's election day is going to be all about crime. Yeah. It's gonna, inflation. It's like, the, yeah, it's like the one thing that the Democrats just are terrible on that they just are absolutely getting their asses destroyed. It doesn't work. We went up and did a video in San Francisco on the DA, Kessa Bodine. I don't know if you heard about yeah, that guy, yeah, yeah. but that was the banner that he was waving was oh, criminal justice reform. We can't keep putting people in jail. It doesn't work. Right. And San Francisco went in terms of quality of life. And everybody hated the guy, Democrats it, included. It is weird because it's like when I hear the tough on crime stuff, it really does kind of equal out to like a lot of my friends probably doing a lot more prison time like i have friends who i have a friend who basically caught with like got caught with like a machine gun with a bunch of modifications on the machine yeah. gun that would like help you to avoid getting in trouble if you were to kill someone with the machine gun yeah so the picture i'm painting here for you is that like that sounds like the kind of thing that if you get caught with it you're probably going to prison right yeah and he got i think like six months or three months or some shit and he goes in and does one day and they let him right out yeah. So it's like the tough on crime thing. It's like it is such a popular argument with so many people. But I also it is kind of weird for me because I'm like, damn, that's like a lot of the people who are watching this channel are like pulling up to buy some. That's an awful lot of cough syrup, no jumper collab merch or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like a lot of like we'll probably start getting a lot less views if the, all these people get thrown in prison. It's gonna yeah. be a lot of no jumper fans getting thrown away. Well, I mean, the Obama phones don't they have those in prison? They take those away from you. What's an Obama phone? Well, that's what they give to homeless people free phones. Really? Yeah, I mean, maybe they can smuggle one of those into the big house up their asshole. All right, They'll still be watching thought, no jump thought experiment. What if all the homeless people in Skid Row disappeared? Like just hypothetical, they just weren't there anymore. Is this a, what a solution of yours? A what what are the next? Solution? No, but I'm just like I've always kind of like wondered yeah. if that happened. Yeah. What begins to happen to that area because it's just going to refill mm -hmm. with other vagrants of some sort. I just wonder how long it would take, and I wonder how like what, if, if people would start just like moving there in droves, you know, because word would get out. Oh, there's this like safe sort of spacious yeah. area in downtown LA that you could go live. Yeah, they give you meals, they give you a bed. That's one of the problems, I think, is crime, punishment, life. It's all about incentives. And there are tremendous incentives right now to to go panhandle fifty dollars on the street corner in Greensboro, Illinois, or wherever the fuck you live when you're on down on your luck. You get a one-way Greyhound ticket out to Los Angeles because it's going to be sunny and you don't need to save up for the North Face and the tent in the winter. And then a motherfucker with a clipboard is going to be giving you clean needles, three square meals, and a fucking bed. That's one of our problems is we're trying to do the right thing for these people, but the right thing doesn't always equal the right results. But what are we going to do with them? I say we release wolves. <laughs> <laughs> or what if he just like packed them onto school buses and sort of sprinkled them all throughout the U.S.? I like that too. The Ron DeSantis approach. Because it's You're like skeptical, Josh. Dude, Fuck you. If dude. every city in America gets like one or two homeless people, they're barely going to notice. 
I like it. And the Dakotas, they probably have no homeless people up there, so we concentrate more heavily in the places they'll never suspect it. It's uh, like uh, DeSantis and them sending all their migrants up to Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, that, they never suspect them in Martha's Vineyard. Why don't we do that? Take all our Skid Row residents, and I don't know where to drop them off, but like, yeah, who, who do we have a grudge against that we, we would like to burden with like a couple thousand immigrants? What state or not, what country? Not immigrants, but just I, I say Canada. I say we just... <laughs> we, we don't have the power to drop them off in Canada. I, what's Canada going to do about it, dude? <laughs> what if... You want to fucking test our might? No, but that could you be our, war? our liberal revenge on Texas, is we just take all of our bums and we drive them to the border. Hello, El Paso. Hey, Here you go. You stole Elon, you pieces of shit. Mm. Take this. You could have these, too. Yeah. And then they get all our bums. Dude, Elon's blowing it this uh, let's week. Let's talk about this, because I saw your... You know, I'm probably I'm a p- pretty big pro-Elon and guy. And listen, I was previously, too, but let me just say that the whole verification scam that he's doing is so fucking stupid. You're fired up on this. I've Dude, seen your tweets. It's just embarrassing. Embarrassing. The verification thing is so dumb, and the fucking uh, the the fact that all the advertisers are pulling out is so predictable. And it's just, I feel like I'm watching one of the most brilliant minds of our generation making the biggest mistake ever huh. to the tune of like fifty billion dollars. He's blowing it. This verification thing is going to be a disaster when it happens. Hmm. You want to bet? You watch. Oh, I'll bet you, motherfucker. This shit is the dumbest, most ill-conceived fucking I, concept ever. I can't play cards, but I'll bet you on whether or not a social media site implodes. <sighs> I, as a Tesla stock owner, I don't love what he's doing either. Because I want him to focus on the bread and the butter. Mm. You know, I want him to focus on the vroom vrooms and the robots. I was thinking that today when I was looking at DJ Vlad's Tesla. I was thinking, Fuck DJ the, Vlad's the, brand, Tesla, the brand of this Tesla has decreased with the Twitter purchase, I think. And it, I'm not saying it's like an extreme decrease, yeah. but I think Tesla has become a less cool brand as a result of the this stock, whole Twitter thing. The stock agrees with you. Yeah. Tesla stock's getting hit. It's well, getting every hit. Every stock's getting hit. And, but Tesla stock in particular. The S&P's been going up marginally over the last couple of weeks, and Tesla's been crashing. Mm. I agree. And what worries me is how much time I see him spending on Twitter, because you know and I know, motherfucker, that the death of a productive day is when (laughs) you pull up that Instagram, you go to that explore page, and you get sucked into the big titty typhoon. Mm Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? The rest of, and same with you going on Twitter and seeing somebody talking shit about you and then this guy's posting this thing about BLM and then Trump. That must be so distracting to a mind that's supposed to be doing hardcore engineering all right. day. That worries me too. And I agree that the Tesla brand is it's I'm nervous. Right. I mean, it's kind of like it was with Trump where it's just like seeing somebody this emotionally connected to Twitter yeah. is a turnoff. Like, I, I don't like knowing that you're this involved with this. And myself, I am that involved with it. I'm like, I look at it too fucking much. Yeah. And, you know, I search my name sometimes and whatever. And it's embarrassing. I don't want the fucking people to know that. I'm only admitting it because we're on social alerts. But, you know, I just don't. Nobody's listening. Nobody, nobody's, nobody's ever going to hear this. So it's like, when you I, search yourself on Twitter, it is the autocorrect, say, uh, Adam22, and then it's, is a pussy. Well, sometimes it is weird. What does it say? I don't know, but it'll be like Adam22 and then like somebody who you are recently viral with, and then it'll be like, that's weird. You're like searching my name with his name. I don't like that. Aaron Carter. Mm. Rest in peace to yeah, the goat. Rest in peace. I, I went and watched his uh, child music videos. They were incredible songs. The one about beating Shaq? The one about inviting a bunch of people over to his house party was the one I watched. Isn't Wasn't his I Want Candy? When I did the rest in peace video at first, that was the song that I chose on TikTok. 
I think that's how he would have wanted it. No, I, I had to change it because it was just a little too weird. I think I changed it to the Shaq one, but I just didn't feel proper like eulogizing somebody while I want candy. I just, it, the vibe was weird. It's a weird vibe. The Shaq song was a little different. It was like more athletic. But dude, dude talk about some creepy shit. I was like arguing with him, sitting right in that chair. I'm not saying that you're gonna die or anything as a result of sitting there. In but Lancaster, California. He's sitting there arguing with me about whether he was a legend or not. Because he he said he goes. I don't like to be called a celebrity. I don't like to be called a, a, a genius. I don't like to be called a, or a legend. Well, I'll be called a legend or whatever, like some shit like that. I'm like, no, you are a celebrity. That's not up for debate. Your your legend status is up for debate. Definitely. He's and not then, a legend. But, a legend has to be good, right? Oh, a legend has to, by definition, be good at the thing they were a celebrity for. Okay. I, he is actually channeling himself through my brain right now from heaven What's he to tell you that he sold like 700 million records or some shit. A lot of people are actually saying that some of his claims were cap about how many records he sold like in the comments or whatever. But Aaron Carter is right now communicating to me that those people are full of shit. So he wants to make clear that he's a legend. But but how to what level are you a legend? Like to what am I a legend? To what level do we have to reach to be a legend? Because hmm. I'm gonna be real with you. If you're like a YouTuber with like a couple million subscribers that has like a decent following, I think that you're easily a legend. For me, Aaron Carter, legend, yeah. Like forget about the music. The interviews alone were legendary. I'm sorry. If you have a series of like multi-million view interviews on a big platform like No Jumper, that's good enough for me. You're a legend. Hmm. You made a dent. Hmm. If the interviews were I don't really think I don't think of any YouTuber as a legend. So I think that's my first thing. Mr. Beast isn't a legend. If Mr. Beast dies right now. We're going to be talking about Mr. Beast for the next fucking 30 See, years. Maybe I have that 90s grunge idea of legend. To me, a legend has to have put out at least one good album, preferably two, done a lot of heroin, maybe killed himself. Think Elliot Smith, Kurt Cobain, of course, Brad from Sublime. I need something like that. And it really hurts your legend status when... Every week, like clockwork, somebody puts a mic in front of your mouth and you say everything on your mind for an hour. Because then you see how dumb we really are. It takes away from your image. During your life, I agree that, that, that doing a ton of media can take away from your legend status. But there's something that happens where when you die, a, a lot gets forgiven. And like the fact that you were blowing yourself out, the fact that you made five million fucking songs that nobody cares about, rarely gets calculated into the legend thing like all the bad stuff kind of gets pushed to the background unless it's like you're kobe and it's bad enough that they still have to talk about it all over again yeah. and then you know all the good stuff kind of gets pushed to the forefront they take your like main career accomplishments and they act as if that was all that was the entirety of how great your fucking life was and we're seeing a little bit of that where it's like you know the the nick nick carter aaron carter's brother you probably don't know this but aaron carter was basically like accusing him of being a rapist and a and a terrible person he accused his older brother an abuser yes his, his more successful brother the backstreet boy. from the backstreet boys right and so nick carter is like I, I think might have like had a lawsuit at some point or at the very least was like ignoring him and basically like acting as if he didn't even fucking know the guy for the latter part of his life where aaron carter is going on platforms like this and saying all this crazy ass shit and actually to be real in the interview that we did like a week or two ago aaron carter sat there and said that he apologized to his brother and how he had he had believed some girl who had said this stuff about him and how he no longer believed that girl or whatever. But then now you're seeing Nick Carter like 
crying his eyes out on stage during a Backstreet Boys performance mourning Aaron Carter. The most amazing part of that story is that the Backstreet Boys are still performing. Oh, they reunited, Holy yeah. Holy shit. And, and that's where all the Aaron Carter hate comes from, is because the Backstreet Boys fan base is so big that there's like a runoff effect. And it's like, I'm pretty sure all the Backstreet Boys are pretty squeaky clean, or at least mostly. And then Aaron Carter was clearly like the black sheep of the fucking family. What about right? the guy with the goatee? That guy looks shady. Well, I think it wasn't. Yeah, was that it Chris was Kirkpatrick. Weird. Which dude is? Maybe he's an insane. No, I don't Chris, know. Yeah, there was a lot of weird people involved in all that. But I don't think that there were like Aaron Carter level of like wild. Oh out. no, there's no face tats. The thing with Aaron is he's hilarious, but he's I'd say he's a legend more in the way that like Trump is a legend. Is Just, there anything on fire? Hopefully. Oh wow. Oh wow. We got a fire right here in the studio. We just people. can't see it. And we're going to stay tuned. There might be, I wonder if it's going to be like fifth grade and we're going to have to line up. Have you done fire drills? This we is the only rehearse. time in my whole life where I've ever been like, oh, something is on fire. We're going to follow Adam in an orderly fashion to the green space across the street. And then we're going to wait for further instruction from the principal. Look, I just want to tell everybody that if, if something goes up in flames in here within the next 10 minutes, I called it. You know, I think it might be the ghost of Aaron Carter. And I think he might be displeased with <laughs> it us. Smells like You're a, a legend, buddy. Rub. Oh, it's the heat. <laughs> oh, well, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. F- fuck you. Aaron. I've never felt the heat before. So it smells kind of weird. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's fire drill averted. That's we, great. We, he, he just proposed that it was Aaron Carter. Aaron Carter's presence ghost. known. You know, he might have, he has a pyromaniac streak to him. Something burning. So okay. The thing about Aaron, and I don't feel bad about saying this now because we know he's not behind the fire. I don't <laughs> think he can be a legend because nothing he put out. I mean, he sold records to children who don't have two brain cells well, to run he together. was a child. He was a child, too. None of his art speaks to anybody, and he's especially sort of not a legend because... Three words. I want candy. I want candy. But I, I can't stand people who were given the world and somehow squander that opportunity. As a guy who... I guess I had a lot of privilege. Yeah. You know, I, I had some privilege growing up. But as a guy who likes to make people think he came from nothing... It, that pisses me off when I hear that storyline. Well, listen, all I'm saying, we all got our demons to deal with. Addiction, as Lush One was educating me in the group chat the other day, addiction knows no class, no uh, you know privilege, etc. It's like if you're a fucking poor kid, uh, your likelihood of getting addicted versus a rich kid is like not terribly different. I mean, it's probably higher for the poor kid, I would yeah. assume. But I'm mean, just saying like, you know, it's it's not like something that only happens to working class people. Like it happening to Aaron Carter. I mean, it was probably genetically he was probably predisposed to it. He was probably exposed to shit early on mm-hmm. that made it more likely that he would have to deal with all this addiction and stuff. They said they found a bunch of duster around him because that's what he was into was huffing duster or what. I mean, he would that that was what made it kind of weird to interview him is that he would just always deny it, like always. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. He would just act like it was just totally made up. Fuck. When, it had been documented pretty well at a certain point. You know, I, I feel bad. I think I said fuck Aaron, but and he probably <laughs> did. Let's be honest, a stagehand or or one of his showbiz people who ushered him from gig to gig probably groped him at some point. You know, some forty five year old unhappy in her marriage Hollywood stage mom type. I think he might have talked about some abuse at some point, but I'm not gonna. I don't know. We don't want to speculate on that. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. It's a tough life, man. That's I was made it sound like 
it's a huge advantage to be a pop star when you're in fourth grade. But I mean, honestly, it's something to get through. I mean, Justin Bieber seems like he's come out on the other side of all that. But Justin Bieber was fucked up for a while, huh? Yeah, he was drinking Halloween. Did you Blue hear? Like Kev was giving it to him. I'm pretty sure. Did you hear the the? Just l- kidding. I'm going to use this word: legendary story about him and Elon and uh, like the Nelk boys. They told me this, and it's just an unbelievable fucking story. What? I'm going to give the cliff notes because I think they might have told it once. But I guess Justin Bieber. And it might have been John Shahidi, the president of Full Send. Justin Bieber and him are close. And John, I think, was going to Vegas with Elon on a private jet at one point. And Justin Bieber is like, oh, shit, dude. Like, I fucking want to come along. That sounds sick. And John asks Elon Musk. And Elon Musk is just like, oh, Justin Bieber? Yeah, it would be a pleasure to have him aboard the plane. Well, they're scheduled to meet at Santa Monica Airport at 9 a.m. On Friday morning. I think they're going out to a Floyd Mayweather fight. Justin Bieber shows up at noon. And you hear him before you see him. Just like boom, boom, boom of an SUV. He fucking... The back doors of the SUV open. A cumulus cloud of marijuana just blows out. And Justin Bieber steps out shirtless with a bong in his hand. This is recent? This was... Probably 2016, 17. Oh, okay. This is before he cleaned up his act. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like staggering. And Elon Musk and all these business people and Elon Musk's family are there. And a lot of people just look horrified, I guess. Except for Elon Musk, who's just rubbing his chin going, hmm, interesting. He fucking brings Justin Bieber on the plane. Justin Bieber is just doing fucking lean, getting stoned. They party their asses off all weekend in Vegas. And... I guess the week after, after this had happened, Bieber and John Shahidi from Full Send are hanging out at a coffee shop or something. And uh, something comes up on Twitter about Elon Musk. And Justin Bieber goes, man, Elon Musk is so cool. It'd be awesome to meet that guy someday. (laughs) So he didn't even know that he had that experience with him. Zero recollection of the entire weekend in Vegas with Elon. Wow. And I guess the most famous, the richest man in the world. And I guess Elon is just such a fucking, uh, he's such a, like a degenerate and like secretly wants to be more like us, but he's just too fucking smart and too rich. I guess Elon just loved it and thought it was the funniest fucking thing ever. The Justin, which is so unprofessional. And I guess he just insisted that Justin Bieber like get a cut of Tesla. Right. He was like just trying to get Bieber to buy into Tesla and become like one of the owners. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that is one. I read this article in the New York Times about Elon Musk's crazy social calendar or whatever. It basically breaks down what he chooses to do with his time when he's not at work and he works a shitload. And it's like he plays like a weird amount of video games. Like there's a couple different video games that they basically have like they called attention to some tweets where he was like acknowledging his understanding of some games that would take like a hundred fucking hours of gameplay to do well in and shit. And then also um, talking about like just all the different people he hangs out with, talking about him going to Burning Man. Like he's clearly a dude who he's not really like, he feels the need to continue to try to expand his social circle. And he's like really trying to meet people who he finds interesting. And it's interesting how he spends so much time around a lot of these, not only like, you know, Silicon Valley, like billionaires and shit, but then also like, you know, sort of alternative type comics, the guys from Rick and Morty, you know, he's like very much going out of his way to spend time with dudes like that. And then even like the Justin Bieber thing, that kind of, that makes sense to me. Like, it seems like he's really trying to, 
court like an interesting cast of characters in his life, you know? Uh, there's an article by his ex-wife. And he's clearly far more open-minded than the vast majority of people in his position. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But what, what, what does his ex-wife say? His ex-wife has a long-form long form piece of journalism in Vanity Fair or one of these chick magazines. Okay. And it's, it's fucking fascinating. And, I mean, I'm the biggest Elon fan. I love the guy. But it does cast him in a negative light of a guy who is... A social climber. He's like a hot chick who just moved to L.A. And that when he started making money and getting more and more famous, he started resenting his wife, which is not all that uncommon. He started talking shit to her. I think at one point he told her that if she was an employee, he would fire her. Mm. And uh, but then he just like was going to clubs and hanging out with more and more A-list Hollywood people starts fucking Amber Heard. Side note, though, that's funny because I recently my girl was kind of like bummed about something and I actually did the opposite. I complimented her by telling her that if she was a potential employee that I would hire her. I'm like, I would love to have you work for me if you weren't doing what you're doing. So that's interesting. Yeah. Elon Musk did the reversal of that. Yeah. If she wants to give up a million bucks a month to make $15 an hour <laughs> chopping up Sledgelord clips, we'll, we'll shoot her a resume. That's exactly shoot what her I an was application. thinking. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great for her. And to reiterate, I fucking, I love Elon Musk. I'm just sharing the facts of right. that article. I think he's the fucking man. Okay, I'm just telling you yeah. that the idea that I am going to lose my verification on Twitter and then have to spend $8 a month, or otherwise I'm going to have a worse Twitter experience. This is what he said. Is It's basically going to be such a shitty shadow banned experience being on the platform. The idea that I would pay $100 a year in order to have a good experience on the platform makes me so resentful of the person running the platform. Mm. And again, I'm not Elon Musk hater. You can't find any example of me ever saying anything bad about Elon Musk prior yeah. to this. I've actually been a big supporter and a big fan and talked a lot of shit about people who shit on him. But the idea that that is going to to be the future of this app makes me want to not look at it anymore mm -hmm. and not use it anymore and i feel like it's just going to open up a fucking vacuum for somebody to come in and be like hey look we can we can clone this exact fucking app so easily and all the only problem is is that you're gonna have to restart with a different follower list but actually i, I believe you're allowed to export your uh your follow or no you're able to export your tweets you can't export your actual followers of course but i'm just saying is such a stupid plan, and nobody's going to do it. Just Some people will do it, but very few in comparison to the overall user base. To play devil's advocate here. Sure, yeah. Twitter. Its stock has been flat since its stock has been public. Right. I think we're talking 10 years. This thing hasn't made a penny. Right. Secondly, this will be worse. Secondly, and if it would be better, they would have already tried this. And they already basically did with Twitter Blue. And who the fuck cared about Twitter Blue prior to this? Let me say my piece, okay, you motherfucker. Secondly, I'm glad you hit your head on the edge of the bathtub. <laughs> how strongly I feel about Twitter. Secondly, Project Veritas, they exposed Twitter employees talking about how the workplace is quote-unquote commie as fuck. And I'm not arguing that, and I agree that that's a great point. And, and for that purpose, I am in some ways happy to see all these motherfuckers getting fired because, yes, I agree, they're a bunch of woke pieces of shit. Third? Probably. Most of them. I don't know. Third, as you know, you're a business owner. I'm a business owner. You got to have, as a CEO, and you fucking listen close over there, Mikey, you goddamn... 
this kid fucking commutes out from Oxnard or some shithole. Subtitles our videos. Someday you might have a company. It's very doubtful, but this is good advice. You need to listen to this. <laughs> Someday you might be replaced by Leno the Plug. Maybe you soon. might. Yeah. Leno the Plug's going to be in that show. Oh, this is going to be a much better looking room. Thank you. Woo. Her and Sid sitting over there? Oh, titties and ass. <laughs> oh, fuck. Titties and Inappropriate. ass. Inappropriate. Sorry. Get the fuck out. I'm not an official Believe employee. Believe that, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an official employee of this place. Oh, Listen, third, you got to have a fucking bias for action as an entrepreneur. You got to have a bias for action. You can't be overly analytical about, are people going to hate this move? Is it going to be profitable? You got to throw shit against the wall and see no. what sticks. When you spend $50 billion on a, on 44. a, so, on a social media what app that six and bill? you have a bunch of investors, people who have, have come together with you to do this, you have to be financially conservative and, and, and responsible with your decision making. You can't absolutely can't afford to throw shit at the wall. Yeah, that is good advice when we're talking about a tech startup that has nothing to lose. When you're talking about one of the biggest social media apps in the world, I think that is very bad advice. But it hasn't made a dollar Listen, since it started. And, and, Elon's shooting up rockets when NASA hasn't put a man on the moon since 69. My point is that it may have not made a dollar, but they've now lost some huge amount of their advertisers and their they're banking their entire future on this eight dollars a month thing that nobody's gonna fucking do. Why would they do it? I don't buy it. I want to help and, them out. And hey, I, help you I might do it. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not gonna do it because realistically, if it's that much better, I don't know, shit, I might do it. But I'm just saying it's a pretty stupid idea. I don't get it. I don't really get it at all. <laughs> You're not really on Twitter that much anyway. I don't. All I do on Twitter is I actually I retweet you or Josh posting our Sledge Lord mm -hmm. clips. And I retweet Elon Musk. <laughs> so I'm a little biased here. You're a bot, basically. I'm basically a bot for Sledge um, Lords and Elon. I, at times, have taken a lot of pride in not tweeting, like spending a lot of time reading Twitter, but then not tweeting. I remember during the uh, 2020 protests, the COVID era protests and everything, that I remember looking at my Twitter feed and like I didn't tweet for a week. And I was just like, yes. That's it. You can't get canceled if you never tweet. It was a tough time. I was, uh, yeah. I was confused when the Black Square thing happened. I didn't. <laughs> that was a tough time. As hey, far at as least decisions. I had. At least I had the smarts to not do that. I'm so glad I didn't do that God. either. That didn't age so well. Stupid. That did not age well. But like, if you look back historically on civil rights, I get how people think that not posting the Black Square wouldn't age well. But it just it you're not wearing the ribbon. You're not wearing the ribbon? I was going to ask you about your Seinfeld knowledge earlier. Oh, was that German? No, that was the, the gay dudes at the Gay Pride March. He didn't want to wear the, the AIDS ribbon. Oh, shit. I, I've okay. probably seen that episode, but it's been a while. I got yeah, the okay. box set. You can make excuses all you want. Uh, George Costanza. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just but, name a random character. <laughs> Elaine. <laughs> but um, Kramer got beat up by a bunch of gay guys. Long story short. Cliff notes. Um, he uh, got beat up verbally by a bunch of black guys. All I'm saying, I don't love the idea. Of $8? I'm not doing it. Anyway, let's talk about some more like normal human shit. So you were late interviewing or getting interviewed by the great Vlad. <laughs> and Flacco, first of all, he starts talking to me about sexual selection theory and about like or like sparrows picking the jizz out of female sparrows' vaginas. But then he asks me point blank. He goes, Yo, yo, Danny, do you think that white people are superior to black people? He fucking asked me that, dude. And what was your response? And what is your actual response? So I would assume that you would you would actually think yes, but that you would say no. 
Yeah. Well, I had to look. <laughs> I had to see who was in my peripherals at the time. And it was, you know, it was not a good crowd to give my actual. Tr- no, my actual take on that is, and I, I, I told Flacco my actual take, is that from what I've read, Europe was the ideal place for humanity to get ahead. Europe had animals that didn't exist on other continents, mm-hmm. like camels and horses. For instance, they were non-existent in the Americas. I believe Africa, too. I'm not sure how many things were running around there. The temperatures were much more hospitable in Europe versus Africa, where it's you, you can't fucking do anything but hang out underneath a palm tree 10 months out of the year. It's so fucking hot. The Fertile Crescent in the Middle East, which is Eurasia, that was where humanity was born because there were the rivers and all the shit grew. And fucking in Africa, in the Sahara Desert, what are you going to do to grow shit? And in the Americas, it's a little bit different. But also, the European landmass is east to west oriented, where the Americas are north to south, which means the winters are more brutal because of the angle of the sun on the Americas versus Europe. So I told Flacco that basically, that already sounds like it's racist. <laughs> so I educated ignorant little Flacco on the angle of the sun on the European continent. No, but it's true that the that it was harder for humanity to get ahead anywhere else. Civilization was destined to be better in Europe because of elements on Earth, not because of the quality of the people there. That's very interesting. It makes a lot of sense. But, I mean, this is the thing. It would seem obvious to me that all of the races or like groups of people from different parts of the world are clearly uneven in many important ways. Like for instance, I realized recently from a large percentage of the black employees here that they never wear sunscreen, that they just don't have to. Meanwhile, the guy running the computer right now, if he were to go out in the hot sun for an hour without lathering sunscreen all over his shiny bald dome, would maybe die right there after an hour in the sun. Black privilege. I'm just saying. That Black the, privilege. There are, cl- there are obvious ways, because that's just like right out in front of your eyes, in ways that we are not the same. And so like then when they do testing and they find that, you know... Asian people are just fucking great at everything. Or Higher like, IQs. Th- th- they have the highest IQs. Yeah, I mean, like, should that really surprise anyone that different groups of people evolve differently in different parts of the world? Now, I am not aware of any, like, sinister conclusions that we should draw from that about mm-hmm. black people, which I think is what Flacco might be trying to insinuate there. And for the record, a lot of people are probably listening to this thinking that Flacco is a militant white supremacist. I think he, wa- a black he wanted me to say that white people were better than black people. Yeah. Flacco, a black man, I'm pretty sure that was the answer he was fishing for. Yeah, he probably was looking for that. And he probably li- would like that. He would find some kind of comfort in that. I don't know why, <laughs> but he, he seems like he wants to believe that white people think that. But that that is as inoffensive as the notion that baseball players in Southern California tend to, you know, that a larger percentage of young baseball players in Southern California are going to become professionals than in New Hampshire because of the fact that the weather is so much better and that yeah. they get to play year round. We've yeah. all read this this stuff about how, you know, athletes out here who have to play outside, they do much better. I could say the same exact thing about BMX is that BMX dudes, skateboarders out here, the weather has a, is a big part of why I think that people on the West Coast tend to be known for skill more mm. so than on the east coast they kind of have to rely on spots and creativity type mm-hmm. shit more i'm sure you would probably notice that so i mean yeah the fact that people are different mm-hmm. we need to get more comfortable with that yeah. instead of like running away from the idea that people might have differences mm-hmm. 
Yeah, right. and black people fucking dominate so much shit, too. Yeah, I didn't want to say it, but obviously sports, that's just one. But Comedy. It's just over. Music. Yeah. I mean, there are the list of billionaires. I think it's... I think it's white people, and I think black people are the second most represented race on the list of billionaires. Don't quote me on that, because I'm sure there are some Middle Eastern and Asian people, too. But there are, I think, five billionaires on the list of billionaires who are black. Right. Fucking coming up, dude. Dude, okay, because when you look at the list of the top most richest rappers, this recently came out that, do you know who Burner is? Uh, no, and I'm glad I don't. Uh, I'm going to show you Burner right after I do an ethnicity check because i just don't want to screw this up uh burner Be very is careful what you say here uh burner is oh his father is mexican and his mother is italian american with a hint a hint of irish okay does he say the n-word i am not 100 percent sure i can't remember he probably does if he did previously i'm pretty sure he doesn't now anyway he's he, this is him Okay, I'm looking at Burner, everybody. I mean, how he looks doesn't really matter, but just know that he's worth like $400 million oh off God. of uh, weed shit, mostly. He's just like, you, you know, Cookies, the weed brand? He's, That's him, huh? He's basically the dude he's behind that. He's got some that. stake in that? I feel like you're downloading white supremacist porn on my phone right <laughs> well, now. Give me that. But uh, all I'm saying is that he, at least from looking at him, appears white ish you know italian and mexican he's more white than he is a black guy right so but you look at the top five of the richest people in hip-hop it's like dr dre kanye jay-z puffy eminem and then him eminem no but uh that's the top five so he's like the new dude in the top five if you want to put him in the top five and he's he's worth 400 fucking million he's like the first fucking non-black hip-hop entrepreneur that we've seen on this billion uh, on this list so it's pretty crazy you think nabisco is gonna come after him he's he's, he's eating up that that cookie market share Uh, You really didn't. You never heard of cookies, the weed brand? No. It's white. Fuck. I, don't I love like, it. I don't know. I don't I know it. shit. It's so cool that I get to just like educate you about stuff. It's, it kind of reminds me of my relationship with my daughter. I'm like always like, like I, I taught her about Kodak Black. Do you know about Kodak Black? He's right. See, black dude. I think you do know who Kodak Black is. Company. So you're, you're a little bit more ahead of the curve with her but Parker's i don't gonna, know who kodak black is you really I don't, don't? I don't know one fact about kodak black but do you do you like kind of know what he looks like i can guess what his race is right i don't know anything beyond is, i mean he's probably bald Nah, all right okay i was just like black guy i was rolling right. the dice on that I don't no know. yeah not bald what does he think what is what's up with kodak black he has many hairstyles for one Okay, Kodak. He's a good-looking guy. I like. That's a very standard haircut. Then there are some where he looks like good-looking guy. He looks like Derek from. Oh, I got to say something nice about him. <laughs> he's got his hair up like he's in some forty-one. He's got the spikes. He's got the black man spikes like he's in a punk band, which I respect. Right. What's up with Kodak? Is he alive? Is he still with us? Oh, he's so well. Fuck yes. Yeah, yeah. No, Kodak. He's just making music. He's doing great. Hell yeah. I'm glad for him. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad. 